Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, it's always the busiest time of year for the Premier League or a vintage classic time of year in the UK. You, you watch your football over Christmas in the winter months in the snow, but it's kind of been derailed to a degree with COVID, although to my understanding, they are forging ahead. It's an interesting landscape up in the UK at the moment. So let's head up there. Abby Summers is an outstanding broadcast journalist and um, someone who knows more about the stuff than many others. She's on the line with us now, giving us the update out of the UK on the English Premier League. Good evening to you, Abby. Hi, good morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's morning for us. We're up bright and early, but we've got, believe it or not, we've got lots of Premier League fans down here. They absolutely love it. We all do. Everyone's got a team. So we're, we're used to it this time of year following along with the sport, but it's there's a bit of carnage going on with COVID, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, there's a massive COVID outbreak in, in the UK at the moment and it's massively affecting the Premier League. I've I've just recovered from COVID. I'm still in isolation for another two days. Um, <laughs> but everyone seems to have it at the moment, unfortunately. Um, but with the Premier League, I mean, they, they met today and they've decided they're going to push ahead. I think this, the numbers just came out literally as, as I've just got on the call to you. I think it was 90 cases uh, in the Premier League registered in the last week alone. So that tells you the scale of how much it's growing, unfortunately, within the sport. And what's the future look like, Abby? Like, what's what's everyone saying up there around this COVID situation and sport in the UK? I think that people are desperate for it to continue. I think the, with the busy Christmas fixture period, as we have it here in the UK, you know, Christmas always revolves around football. If, if you're a football fan, and that's worldwide, you know, we enjoy you know watching the NFL games. We enjoy watching the Premier League games. So it's so important to people, especially in these uncertain times, that we try and keep it going. Um, but there's been so much disruption. We just saw, you know, my team, Tottenham, have just spent three weeks basically without a game before yesterday against Liverpool um, with their COVID outbreaks. There was uh, all the three o'clock kickoffs were called off on Saturday. Um, you know, we've seen Chelsea's team massively depleted by it, Manchester United. Um, Liverpool have got cases, Virgil van Dijk being one of the key ones, Fabinho that is also out. So it's one of those things that they had to weigh up whether or not they maybe do a quick circuit break. That was what they were talking about. But they decided to push ahead. And a lot of that probably stems to 
how many people watch the Premier League worldwide and the money that it brings in, especially over this Christmas period. Yeah, it's not an an easy calculation to to kind of navigate, is it, Abby? There's plenty of moving parts. What one of these teams, you know, you just dropped in your team, Tottenham, well, Brendan McCallum Bears has just absolutely done cartwheels on his holiday in Queenstown. He loves his Tottenham. But what team might be (laughs) affected worse than others? Is there someone that was on the up or was finding some momentum that really didn't need this at this worst possible time? I'd say that, well, for for Spurs, it probably actually came at a, decent time they, they were doing quite well under Antonio Conte but having the break and you know with him coming in you know quarter of the way through the season it's allowed him to kind of bring players in fringe players that hadn't really played and we saw them do really well yesterday in that game against Liverpool um, but for other teams maybe someone like Chelsea you know they were kind of everyone's favourites for quite some time to you know take the Premier League title this year um, and in the last few weeks when they've been affected you know they haven't done too well um, and that they've really dropped off in that title race at the moment so for them it could be it could be a big problem um, Manchester United they haven't really played either and they've just got a new manager come through in Ralph Rangnick so um, it will be interesting to, to kind of see how, how this carries on over the Christmas period with games every kind of two days we've got um, a League Cup game on uh, Wednesday Tuesday Wednesday for quite a few teams um, and then again we're playing Boxing Day then again two days later um, and it will be interesting because it's, with all the fixtures you know there's a lot of fatigue in, in, in that anyway and especially with Covid on top of it it could affect Liverpool uh, they've only had a few cases so far but of course the players that were in and around the squad that have tested positive there will probably be more to come um, and you know all these teams are in a title challenge so I, I would keep your eye on Chelsea and Liverpool and see how their Christmas periods go. Yeah, I was a tragic Tottenham Hotspur um, fan too when I was up there playing with the old Glenn Hoddle days. He had Tottenham in the, in the English team back then, or Gazza. Of course, <laughs> I used to love watching him up in yeah. up in uh, Italy. I used to get up every Saturday morning. It was my my highlight of the week. Um, but you're you're right, um, Abby. You know, it's all about you. You don't want a competition that gets depleted, and you've got a bunch of nobodies running around just because you're getting your media rights. What what's the feel like? You know, from from the public's perception, what's the feel as the teams start to be depleted? What what does everyone think about the viewership? Is it still going to still going to remain, or are they just going to start to get annoyed? Well, I, th- I think it really depends on what happens in the UK, if there's a lockdown or not. And hopefully we won't go into lockdown, but the cases have, have risen rapidly here in the UK with Omicron. Um, so I think that if we go into a lockdown, the way that we had it last time where there was no football, no live sport for three months, it was, you know, quite debilitating to the people at home as well. And of course, you have to take people's health into that and it c- includes football. Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of what gets people going in this country it's you know football is is life in England um so I think that people will want to try and make sure it stays on for you know as long as possible and indefinitely and I think they had that conversation today um you know whether or not the season would you know kind of come to a halt again and they were all in favor of no and that, that they'll proceed and continue and hopefully with you know these rising cases just as quickly as they come you know they go down and after this wave hopefully it will try and even itself out with this new variant but it's just maybe it would have been a good idea to have that circuit breaker um, give, you know, clubs two weeks time to kind of, you know, just rehabilitate and get better and get their squads back to full fitness. But like I said earlier, it's just, you know, it, it, with the Premier League and how, how much money, you know, that brings in, it's just so unlikely that they were ever going to go for that, especially at this time of year. 
producer Kieran said you were a jet, Abby, but he didn't say you were going to quote Ted Lasso characters. Football was life. How good's that? Um, (laughs) Danny Rojas. Yeah, yeah, you got it. There we go. Um, Hey, for Liverpool, so they, you know, I I wouldn't call myself a a tragic, but I, I have grown up supporting Liverpool and... When we won the Premier League a couple of years ago, it was almost like this weird kind of this lifelong achievement that then it kind of just was like, uh, you know, it was almost like because of the situation in an empty stadium, all that sort of thing. And then you add in the fact that we beat Tottenham in a Champions League, so that barely counts. What is going to happen if this gets worse and Liverpool and again City go into like a, a classic duel for the title and maybe fans can't experience it again? Is that just going to be a, a massive waste? Yeah, the problem is, is that by locking people down, especially when it comes to it comes to football, it takes away, you know, the the feeling of football and the spontaneity of it. And like you mentioned, we we saw that, you know, in that season that Liverpool won the title. Of course, there were celebrations, but not anywhere near to the extent that there that there would have been. And of course, worldwide as well. And that also throws into jeopardy things like the Champions League, you know, and completing, you know, the knockouts across Europe. How are we going to do that if everyone's in a lockdown again? And it just was a really awful time. And I don't think it's something that we can go through again. So I'm hopeful that they'll do everything they can. And this will you know, become under control after this wave obviously dies out, which we've seen with Delta. It, it, it dies out in the UK and things like that. But we're always going to experience another variant. So we're going to have to find a way to adapt with it. Sport is going to have to find a way to adapt with it. Um, just as every country across the world and every sport is going to have to, because we can't keep start stopping something that, you know, is giving people enjoyment, you know, is the one thing that keeps people going, especially when they are locked up at home. Um, and there'll just have to be a way to do it, whether or not it's bubbles and things like that, because it takes the joy out of it. We already see things like VAR, which has been introduced in the Premier League, and that takes joy out of it as well, because you never know if you can celebrate or not celebrate a goal, and it's taken the spontaneity out of it that way. So we don't want to have to, you know, keep suffocating this sport because of, you know, something that unfortunately um, has been put on this planet. We're going to have to try and find a way to, unfortunately, live with it. Yeah, oh, look, I've seen it's, it's like the video, the video referee down here over with rugby league at the yeah. moment. Jesus, it, take, it takes the spontaneity out of the out of the game. Right when you think it's a try, and you've got to wait fourteen hours for for a decision to come through. Yeah. Eight hey, KFC <laughs> sponsorships. It'd be remiss of me not to ask my uh, my team. I used to play up there for the Leeds Rhinos. How's how's Leeds United going in the comp uh, this year, and what have they done for Leeds? Oh, unfortunately, Leeds are not doing well over here um, at all. They, they have been hit by injuries really badly. Um, but unfortunately, Bielsa, he's a fantastic manager and we know that he is very set in his tactics, set in his ways, but it's just not looking good for Leeds at the moment. They could be relegated if they carry on. Um, they lost 7-0 to Manchester City, which I, I guess you could say is probably you know not maybe too shocking because of the opponent it was against. Um, but they played Arsenal the other day. They were really, really poor. Um, and I think the problem with Leeds is that, um, as I said, Bielsa is very stuck in, in, in his his ways and tactical ways and doesn't like to adapt. Um, and maybe it's a lack of not having the players that, you know, he, he can implement any other kind of system, but they are very, very open. They're very exposed. Um, and they have been since the start of this season. And, it, and it's a real shame because everyone really loved them. They were kind of Premier League darlings. It was a real fairy tale when they got promoted. And they played great football last year. But this season, from day one, they kicked off the season against Manchester United and lost 4-1. Um, and you could see the problems already back then. They were too open, too exposed and 
Marcelo Bielsa didn't have a plan B um, for that lead side in, at a Premier League level, and we're seeing that still now. Um, and I think, unfortunately, if they carry on the way they're going, they will be in that relegation battle very, very late on. And I'm, I'm not too sure that they've got the players and the quality to get out of it. Outstanding, Abby. That, oh, I couldn't agree more. And, and it is. Look, it's an interesting time, not just for Leeds, who are trying to fight their way back into the season, but the teams at the top of the top of the table as well, and then everyone in between. There's so much to work through, as well as your on-field performance, which is always what we know in the Premier League can be the hardest part a lot of the time, but maybe not anymore. Really appreciate your time. It's been super insightful. You'll be absolutely thrilled to know that the pride of the West Coast in New Zealand, Paul Cole, just won his squash tournament in, in Egypt. So we're doing cartwheels around the <laughs> studio up here. We'll have Amazing. To ca- yeah, we'll have to catch up with you another time. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, take care, Abby. Look after yourself. There you go. Abby Summers. Um, oh, that, that is that is brilliant. That is outstanding from Paul Cole. He has just won the Black Ball Tournament over there in Egypt. He's knocked off Ali Farag, the world number one. Um, love talking to Abby, but I couldn't get my eyes off that, Kempi. That is huge. No, we've been watching that all the way through this morning, and he, he, he didn't just beat them. He walked the floor with them. Young Coley from the West Coast. Look at that. He's straight on his phone into the WhatsApp chat. Lads, I'll he's join you in a second. Scenes, mate. He just, he's, he's texting, texting Joe. Too. Look, he's messaging Joe. <laughs> he, how good is he? How good is he? Oh, I'm going to tweet him. You absolute champion, Paul Cole. That is a, a Kiwi doing great things on the world stage. But, hey, um, back to Abby. Insightful stuff on the Premier League. I mean, you know, if you're working through your on-field performance, trying to keep yourself in the hunt, then you've got to wade through all this COVID stuff. How do you what keep a nightmare. Your, how do you keep your, your organisation focused? Yeah, well, it'd be so hard. You know, the first thing you you got to worry about is you don't know where you're going to get the call from the government to, just to call it quits for the for the meantime. And and what do you do with the competition? What do you do with your media rights? You know, how do you keep people interested in in um, the EPL? You know, there's so many eggs in their basket that they're juggling at the moment up there in the UK and interesting you know for me to hear that type of comment from her to say that you know clubs really are starting to struggle through their depth what what happened what happens to the depth of the club you know you're talking about what, what did she say something like 90 players That's in the EPL have, have, have contracted corona, uh, coronavirus so you know that, that that would decimate the NRL competition it's crazy. It, it, and the thing is, they function. I mean, this is just part of their society. They are just charging on and they're doing their best. But I mean, maybe it seems more crazy to us down here than it actually is in the moment. But then you've got Abby, who's on the phone with COVID, who this is just part of their life. I yeah. mean, it's a completely different playing field. Um, here we go. They've put the official result up. Paul Cole knocks off Farag. He got through Al Shabagi. Joel Mankin, the, this guy, Paul Cole, is going to be red hot for the COVID, uh, sorry, not for the COVID, for the, ha- the Halberg, I was going to say the COVID, <laughs> the COVID year of Halbergs, the Halberg Award, the Supreme Award. Is that a new trophy, is it? He's the COVID Award. The COVID year, year Award. Uh, he's right there. And actually on that, about who's had the kind of year, the greatest year, Sports Sports Personality of the Year Award. I want to talk about that after this, Kempi. I've got some nominations for you I want to put together. Congratulations, Paul Cole. We'll try to track him down and see where he's at. He's a great lad and uh, very proud to be a Kiwi right now. It's 20 minutes past eight. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.